Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble On. Good to have you with me, Marcus Speller, and Charlie, the producer everybody wants to work with. Charlie, how are you? I'm good. Deceived by your point there, but otherwise good. <laughs> well, I certainly enjoy working with you, and I speak on behalf of the nation, huh. as you well know. <laughs> Always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, today, ladies and gentlemen, I thought we'd focus on old Bayern München, FC Bayern Fußballmeister, uh, who have got themselves in a right old uh, situation playing Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League final. At the time of recording, the final has not been played. A ball has not been kicked between those two. However, uh, we do know that they have been in the final three times in the last 10 years. And I wanted to go back and look at some of those, with particular focus on the time they won it in 2013, because, ladies and gentlemen, as some of you know, I was there. Uh, Charlie, the 2009-10 season uh, will belong to Jose Mourinho and Inter, of course. They did an unbelievable treble. Uh, But Bayern, in the words of Alan Pardew, played their part. They reached the final and were undone by uh, uh, Mr. Melito, uh, of course. On the, I'd like to point out, actually, before we, we talk about that final, on Bayern's journey to the final in the in the in the first round of the competition, they went through, which uh, were through with, uh, in a group which included Juventus, Maccabi, Haifa, and Bordeaux. Bordeaux topped that group with sixteen points, winning five and drawing one. That was quite return. weird to remind myself. Yeah. I know. Yeah, sensational. Yeah, sensational stuff. And then Bayern, they beat Fiorentina. They beat Manchester United uh, on away goals, if you remember that Iron Robin volley at mm-hmm. Old Trafford. Uh, and then they beat Leon uh, in the semi-final uh, and, and and lost to Inter 2-0 in the final. Do you remember that final? Uh, yeah, I think this was probably... The, the ones we'll come on to later stick in the mind mm-hmm. very significantly for other reasons. But this one... Mm-hmm. This one to me is one that f- it's right on the cusp of it feeling dated, which I appreciate for you as someone a bit older, probably is quite painful and quite irritating to hear. But <laughs> no, I know what you mean. You watch the footage back and you see, especially like the aerial shot of the Bernabeu as they sort of, as it swings round. Uh-huh. And you think, oh, I'd like, you know, it just, it has that sort of like, just about has that vintagey feel uh, for me personally. Mm. But the, well, it was 10 years ago, well, yeah, it moves true, on yeah. quickly. And the, uh, but the two mm. goals, oh, they're, they're, I'll always remember yeah. those because I was just saying to you before we came on it because I'd not seen him for a while looking at him on YouTube and think Fuck, Jesus Christ that's, that's an amazing goal from Melito especially yeah. the first one so oh, yeah. oh, he, he was lethal that season mm. he was super well I uh, I mean obviously that, that the whole competition the whole thing belonged to Inter as I say I mean Inter stopping Barcelona Guardiola's Barcelona from winning back to back Champions Leagues of course and uh and if, and everyone thought, oh my goodness, Barcelona are going to win it at the Bernabeu. You know, that's that. This is this is going to be absolutely mega. But they they put a stop to that. And and really, it was it was all about Inter. Bayern hadn't been in the final, and uh, they they won the Champions League uh, against Valencia roughly ten years earlier, of course. So they so so it had been um, for their for their standards, you know, a longer period than they would have preferred to have been in the final again. Um, and then and then in two thousand and twelve. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, they found themselves in the final again. Uh, so soon after that one against Inter, and this Bayern side, they really thought they were going to win it, and understandably so, uh, because uh, they were they'd come through a group with Napoli, Manchester City, and Villarreal. 
not straightforward. VRL bottom of the group with with zero points, absolute nonsense. Uh, and then they 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 had an interesting uh, round of sixteen tie against Basel because they won it seven one on aggregate, but they lost the first leg one nil. So it was quite a turnaround. <laughs> that is that is good. I love that. That is yeah. that's you at just putting a rod up their ass for the return. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, we need to send. We need to send a message. Yeah. <laughs> and my goodness, uh, didn't they just? This was the this was the Champions League season in which Applewell uh, went all the way to the quarterfinals. The Cypriot uh, side they beat Leon in the round of sixteen. They had they had a, they came through a group with Zenit, Porto, and Shakhtar. Now you could say not the strongest of groups, but still you've got three sides who are used to operating the Champions yeah, League, and it is Applewell, yeah, experienced and know how to. You handle themselves. It's a great result. That's right. Yeah, I know. And it took uh, it took Real Madrid to to tonk them in the quarterfinal, eight two in aggregate to, to to put them out. So Real Madrid then went through and played Bayern uh, in the in the semi final, and this was Jose Mourinho's Real Madrid. And of course, he was brought in to stop Guardiola, uh, and uh, which he did on that season. They won the league. And 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 to really uh, get Real Madrid the, the decima, the tenth uh, European uh, cup, of course. And against uh, uh, Bayern Munich, they they lost the first leg two one. They won the second one two one. Uh, it was three all. It went to penalties, and Bayern won. Very disappointing for Real Madrid, and they set up a, a, a final against Chelsea, who had beaten against all the odds. Barcelona in the semi-final, if you remember, Gary Neville having an orgasm when Torres got the second <laughs> at, the, at the Nou Camp. <laughs> and uh, Bayern played Chelsea in the final at Bayern Stadium, and it was surely a foregone conclusion. This was Roberto Di Matteo's uh, Chelsea, of course. We all know what happened. It was, uh, I, I suppose you might be tempted to call it a defensive masterclass from Chelsea although they it's it's always easy to call it a master you know it's always easy to put the focus on defense when you put nothing into the attack yeah <laughs> uh, but but they but they won on penalties and Bayern going a goal up with what, 10 minutes to go whatever it was they were singing and dancing uh, and it's not the first time we've seen them counting their chickens before they hatch in a Champions League final and they lost that one and Charlie that would have that would <laughs> That would have been extremely painful oh, for Bayern in the, to lose that fight. You're spot on with the, um, you know, with their sort of celebrations. I think, I think, I remember the Muller goal when he sort of heads it down, it bounces or weirdly bounces in. Yeah. They're uh, sort of, you know, and that's seven minutes from the end, and their celebration. I mean, Thomas Muller's quite an extroverted character anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, even those celebrations, they just had a real air of, oh, okay, we've, you know, we've. We've been in control here in this side of they've defended resolutely, but we've got the goal now, and that's that. And then, yeah, just to lose it in that manner, you go to extra time, and then oh, it must be gutting. I don't know if because it's a different manager and because like there's a sort of slight difference in personnel. You know, there's still some players who have played in that 2010 final, but they had a bit of a you know under Heinkes and a few kind of the younger guys coming in. Um, mm. I don't know whether they're exciting they, side. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an unbelievable side. I mean. With with the utmost respect, and I I mean this sincerely, the utmost respect, I'd be unbelievably gutted if I'd lost a final of the Champions League to a team that had to start with Ryan Bertrand on the left wing. <laughs> I know it. You know what I mean, you sort of look at them, you think, do you know what? They've got some good players in there, mm. you know, Kalou, Lampard, you know, Miguel, Gary Cahill, and Ashley Cole. Yeah, it's fine, but but realistically, we've got them here. I suppose it yeah. literally was 
final extraordinaire Didier Drogba who saved yeah. him, but still, I'd be yep. gutted. <laughs> and it was, and it, and a, and a home game at that. Yeah, you know how on earth Bayern didn't win that game? It, it is absolutely extraordinary. And and Iron Robin missing a penalty uh, as well in in uh, in extra time. They had their chances, and and I and I find it incredible that Bayern. It shows you what they're what they're made of because that could have really distraught them. That that could I'm sure it did. That could have really put them in a bit of a, a rut with regards to European football. Because I mean it was it was embarrassing really yeah. to lose to not that, that Chelsea side were poor, you know, they'd beaten Barcelona and Benfica and Napoli on the way there. So obviously no mugs. But it wasn't a good Chelsea side. As you say, Ryan Bertram making his Champions League debut, I think it was. Um, you know, bloody bloody blah. We know all that, but to pick themselves up and to go in and win it the next season, mm. I think shows you the steel and determination that that side and and that club has. Really, I mean, just, it was impressive. Just on that one, sorry. Well, just yeah. you, on the twenty twelve, I was going to ask you because to me, it's really interesting that mm-hmm. that they've played in their home stadium. Do you do you think? Do you would you approach that and play that out as if it was a home game? Do you think, right, we're not in terms of, like, obviously, you know, the mm. environment and your changing room or whatever and mm-hmm. getting to the ground is the same. But in terms of, like, the crowd atmosphere and the sort of way it feels when your opposition does something well or you do something bad or whatever, do you think mm. they would have they would have played that out like a regular home game or do you just think it's something altogether different? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it depends. I, I can't recall if they were in the home dressing room or Chelsea were. But you've got the home advantage. You're in familiar surroundings. Mm. You know, that evening, you'll be back in your own bed. You know, that, that sort of thing. You don't have to travel for the game. There is so much in your favour for that. Uh, I understand people can say, well, that brings added pressure, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, fine. But they got the goal, which was a huge relief with with not that much to go. They were pegged back. Then they miss a penalty. Then it goes to penalties. You know, it was, it was disastrous uh, mm-hmm. for them, really. I mean, I found it impressive as, as you know, because it is factually impressive, if, you, if that could be an accurate sentence, that when Klopp's Liverpool lost uh, to Real Madrid in the final in Kiev, was it 3-1 with Karius and Gareth Bale making the headlines, the next season they go and, and get to the final again and win it. Yeah. You know, that, is in, that is so impressive. And and this is what Bayern did here. So, so in the 2012-13 a Champions League, you know, Bayern, they, they, they pick themselves up, they get through the group, of course. Uh, they <laughs> one, well, it's, they, they were beaten, I think that season they were beaten by, um, uh, what were they called? Barte Borisov uh, from Belarus, I think, mm. uh, in, 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 the, in, the, in the first round. And it was a match that mattered as well. So that was a bit of an anomaly, uh, a bit of a strange one when you look through some of the results and you think, hang on a minute, what, what happened there? But, uh, but they picked themselves up and they went through. And then in the second round, um, they played uh, uh, Arsenal and they only won on away goals. They won the first game 3-1 uh, in North London. And... And again, people thought, oh, stupid bloody Arsenal, you know. But this was a, this was at a time when Arsenal would, would get hammered in the first leg and then in the second leg would show a bit of pride and put in a decent performance, but would ultimately come up short, which is exactly what happened. So Bayern went through and away goals, having lost 2-0 to Arsenal at home in the second leg. Then in the quarterfinals, they, they fairly comfortably beat Juventus in the end. And then we get to the semi-final. And this 
is I find quite outstanding. You had two German sides, two Spanish sides in the semi-final, Bayern against Barca, Dortmund against Madrid. And the first games were both played in Germany, the first legs. Dortmund beat Real Madrid 4-1 with Lewandowski getting a haul. Uh, he got he got three of those goals. Uh, his second, third, and fourth all came in a sixteen minute period in the second half. Cristiano Ronaldo scored for Real Madrid, and Bayern beat Barcelona four nil that evening at home as well. So it was an incredible evening for for German football if one looks at it like that. Guardiola had left the previous season, but they still had that aura about them. Uh, Villanova, the late great Villanova, was in charge. They still were that Barcelona, but but of course Guardiola had left and. And they, the first sort of couple of seasons with Guardiola, you know, they were just blisteringly good. They, 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 they were phenomenal. Uh, they, you know, he won sort of Champions Leagues and, and, and so on. In his final season, it, it was beginning to kind of wind down. Guardiola himself was exhausted. I think the players were as well as we know. And this side that, that Villanova took over, yeah, he was Guardiola's uh, in the backroom staff. But they still had that sort of slight aura, but the, the star was on the wane. And Bayern Munich certainly kicked them into touch. Winning a semi-final in the Champions League, 7-0 on aggregate against this mighty Barcelona side, which is what we were talking about when they beat them 8-2 the other uh, week or whenever it was. It was it was phenomenal. And some people would say, oh, I just didn't see that coming. But I suppose with Bayern... You know, they've, when they smell blood, they, they they go for the jugular. So in hindsight, it's always surprising for a big side to lose by that much, Charlie. But this was Bayern's tournament, and Barcelona, as I say, were on, were, yeah, on the wane. I think is a better way of putting it. Yeah, it kind of. I suppose it it does. Yeah, you're right. You're spot on drawing parallels to the recent demolition because I think it's sort of in terms of like a symbol of yeah Barca's where they're at is there's there are mm. sort of quite a lot of similarities it just i know what you mean though is and there is that you know i guess you'd say about german teams at international tournaments say oh you know they're just ruthlessly efficient and it's probably like slightly overused it might be a bit too simplistic in general but specifically here that was the sort of game where Barcelona moved the ball around quite swiftly and they were I think they were without Messi a hamstring injury if I remember and um but they still had you know some quality players and they moved the ball around a lot but Bayern just didn't look that fussed and then whenever they got a chance whenever they got a counter attack or mm. they'd seize on a yeah. loose ball it was just brutally efficient how they would go about it whether they you know work a chance or score and it I think yeah. the manner of the victory was just so imperious it was so it was almost like it's not like you know where two teams scrap it out like you know Tottenham Ajax or something where yeah. they trade blows and then just one side just comes out on top for whatever reason. This yeah. this was Bayern well, saying I mean, you can do what you like and we will still beat you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean Messi did play in that first leg. Um but they lost four. I mean it was really over. But Barcelona as you say had 63% possession. Mm. I mean that side the Barcelona side was Valdez in goal, Alves PK, um you know, uh, uh, Jordi Alba, Busquets in there, Xavi, Iniesta, Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. That was before he had a downturn at Arsenal and Manchester United. Uh, Messi, uh, Pedro. I mean, they, you know, they put them to the sword. Yeah. There's no two ways about that. Leg for Messi. I know, yeah, that, that team, you're right. Even without Pep, it's still an unbelievable set of personnel, really. Yeah. But it set up a final at Wembley Stadium between Dortmund and Bayern, an all-German affair. And what an affair it was, ladies and gentlemen, because as I said, I was at this game <laughs> and I had a bloody lovely time. And this is, the, this is for those uh, who know, uh, this, is, this is the game where I became acquainted with the Adidas Lounge at Wembley. 
I was uh, I was I was invited a lot. I, I'll tell you, it was it, 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 honestly, Charlie. I was um, working at the time a nine to five uh, boring desk job. Uh, not that all nine to fives are boring, but mine. This one, believe me, it was. And I got an email from someone at Adidas saying, "Hi, Marcus. You know, we, we, Champions League final. You know, we're in town, kind of thing." Uh, so this Saturday, we'd love you to host a panel discussion. At, they call this the Adidas Lab. They called it where they basically they it was they'd hired this sort of space in the middle of London somewhere, and they just turned it into this kind of Adidas, almost like a museum sort of thing. You know, there were various boots knocking around and so on, and uh, various people and you know all the big players had turned up and the photos and all that kind of crap. And they said, "Can you host a panel discussion for us?" Uh, we love that we got a representative from like BT Sport who were just kind of, you know, getting themselves on the map at the time. They got this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, oh, yes. Oh, and, and then later, Marcus, after you finish that, we'd love to take you to Wembley Stadium and you can come and watch the game. And I was like, now, oh, yeah, p- p- PS, separate email. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. FYI, if you're also free, that, above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I saw this email and I had to quickly kind of quickly uh, get out of the office, walk downstairs, you know, walk a few bits away into the business part we were in. And I just, outside, nobody around, I just went, yeah! <laughs> like that. That's great. That like, is lovely. Come on! Yeah, I, I couldn't believe my luck. Immediately phoned my mate going, guess what? This, I've just got this email. So uh, so on the day, I went and did this uh, thing. This was at a time, Adidas tried to, they tried to push this this idea of the ninety nine gram boot. It was it, that's how heavy it was. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And it was it was like this little rubbery slipper thing. It never, I, I, to my knowledge, it's never taken off. I've never heard or seen of it since. Probably because it was rather dangerous, or well, not dangerous, but it was just not practical no, no, enough, no, I suppose. Let's go with dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> but I did, I did have a yeah. I did. I saw it, and I did have a little feel of the thing, if you pardon the expression. And uh, and it did. There was a thing. It was this, this as I say, the the, the ninety nine uh, gram boot. Uh, so uh, we did the panel thing, and then off I, off I went to Wembley. And the guys I was with it were a lovely set of guys. But obviously, this this place, it was like they. It was almost like they'd knocked a load of boxes. All they put put them all together in this big room. And Zidane was in there. Uh, he was like the the guest of honor. And I, I just there was enough enough. All the food you could get your hands on was in this place. It was <laughs> enough chocolate fondue to wave a stick at. Do you know what I mean? Like it was absolutely. <laughs> And I remember tweeting photos of like at one point I had like risotto, tikka masala, tikka masala, and some other dish all on one plate. And I was tweeting, going, "Oh, and they say the corporates are ruining the football experience." You know, yeah. <laughs> Just, That's good. The only I, people saying that have I, never been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I rinsed it for all it was worth. It was absolutely magnificent. And then we took our seats, which were great. I was sat about 10, 12 seats down from Zidane himself. And and the game uh, was was a good one. Two German sides in the final, the first time it had happened. And it was Klopp's Dortmund, of course. You know, had Sven Bender in there, Mats Hummels, Gundogan, Blaschewski, Royce, Lewandowski up front. Uh, but that Bayern team, Neuer in goal, Lam, Boateng, Dante and Alaba at the back. Uh, and at the time, Boateng was one of the best centre-halves in, in the world. Javi Martinez, Schweinsteiger in the middle of the pitch with Thomas Muller just in front of them. Robin and Ribéry either side and Mandzukic up front. 
on the bench, uh, Jordan Shakiri was on the bench that night. Luis Gustavo, oh, Claudio Pizarro, Mario Gomez, and uh, and and oh my goodness, yeah, what? And it was a decent game actually. Um, do you remember this match? Uh, this one, as I said, kind of alluded to at the beginning. This one I do remember for the. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite. It's actually quite a beautiful sort of. Um, it's a lovely mm. counterbalance to where you watched it because I watched it in my <laughs> in a sweaty lounge full of teenage uh-huh. lads at someone's house yeah. because their parents yeah. weren't in, and it was just yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. just grim, just probably smelt of like Fosters and yeah, teenager. But... I mean, oh, oh, it's great, oh, it's a great time. But looking back, that's... I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, remove the teenager part. I'm not interested in that, of course. Point, yeah. But you know, but the kind of watching it in a lounge, you know, everyone's packed in watching the game. But that's yeah, also it was, great it was as well. I think as well, like. Because I've watched subsequent finals, especially more recently, with fans of teams involved, like Liverpool Spurs. It was almost like completely split in the room. And uh-huh. the atmosphere there is like, obviously, because one set is like, one set obviously comes out mm. on top and gets the jubilation. But the whole game, both of them are just terrified. Mm. And it's just not as fun. Whereas like two teams you know a bit about and they've mm. got the kind of the exotic names and like you're not really... Mm-hmm. You know, no one knows too much about them to be, you know, imperious with any stats or any feelings towards any particular team. You can just enjoy it for what it was. I mean, yeah. the one thing I do remember is um, they were introducing two-time Champions League winner and ex-England international was the ambassador. I thought, oh, that Marcus Speller is going to be there then. And uh, it turns <laughs> out it was, it was actually Steve Macca McManaman. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, he's he's done more in the game than me, one would argue. <laughs> you didn't keep it up. He's I in think... the 99 gram Adidas out on the centre circle, yeah? <laughs> exactly. Every <laughs> every time it hits my hand. foot, I'm going, oh, that's a bit... Yeah, right. <laughs> Just give me the fondue. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and all the... Yeah, enough cheesecake to sink a battleship. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, I think this was nice because it, it felt like more of a... Like a, a German cup final kind of thing, but that club feel, as you yeah. can, as you say, sometimes Champions League can be a bit cagey. And this one, this was the only time at Wembley Stadium because normally the, the atmosphere is a bit staid for England friendlies and so on. The noise was phenomenal that day, and it's the only time when I have felt Wembley ever so slightly shake because people were boun- bouncing and jumping. There was just a slight little movement. I was like, "Wow, flipping heck! This is this is quite something." Luke and Pete were also at the game. Luke was in the Bayern end somewhere. And Pete was obviously in the Dortmund end. Of course end. he was. And of course he was. Jim was in a pub somewhere. Of course a little he was. mug. <laughs> um, but it was it was a it was a great game. And uh, Dortmund uh, had some chances in the first half. Both sides have chances, but Dortmund really went for it. But I think as the game went on, Bayern showed their superiority. And bearing in mind a year earlier, Robin was the villain because he'd missed the penalty. They'd buggered it up. This was their chance. And I think. Yeah, there was a couple of shaky moments in the first half, or whatever. But this is where Bayern suddenly just went right, lads. Come on, we can't do this. And Mandzukic scored to make it one nil. And really, after that, I mean, Dortmund equalised through a Gundogan penalty when Dante did a very clumsy yeah, challenge. Really and Dante was actually so. This was the let off for Bayern. Actually, Dante was already on a booking. Could have been sent off. Now that would have shaped the game differently. They got away with that. Was it a second bookable offence? Quite possibly, it was a very high yeah, tackle. I'd probably, I'd probably, it's just, um, it's, yeah, it's just haphazard and clumsy that anywhere like you're getting a yeah. that normally. Yeah, so I, I think he, they, that that was their let off, and after that, despite Dortmund obviously scoring and, and you know, I, I think Bayern, it was then Bayern's to lose really the mm. way they went forward. They, they had a few chances, they had a few efforts, and so on. There was one moment where the ball was just nicked away from Robin on the goal line and so on. And then, but I always felt they were going to score. And then in the 89th minute, Robin gets his goal to, to kind of 
you know to to un you know correct the what you know what happened in the previous final and so on and the way he celebrated and because I was sort of subtly wanting Dortmund to win even though I was you know being put up in the Adidas lounge and buying and blah 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 uh, you know I, the, I'm the coin I, of the man put you there did you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly as if I couldn't disgrace myself more in this situation um, and uh, but actually I I soon actually got with the Bayern program you know because uh, I can be bought ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's the takeaway uh, and <laughs> yeah um no I, uh, I i i jest of course but 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 being around a lot of the Bayern fans hearing you know what they were saying about the previous final and what it meant to them and then seeing robin celebrate and the way he did I couldn't begrudge anybody that. No. I really, really couldn't. And and they won the trophy. And uh, yeah, I was quite pleased for them. I have to say. I know Bayern are the kind of the, the what we used to would. I don't know if Manchester United are still the Manchester United of England, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they were the team that they're the team in Germany, and I understand that. But being around them, it was quite infectious. Yeah, and, I, I, and I don't know about I don't know about you, like because I've obviously mm. caught a lot of his career, but. Does Iron Robin get like a bit of flack as someone who's not that well liked? Because I, yeah, I know what you mean. Because I was like, seeing, yeah, you spot on with this celebration. I suppose, as mm. you said, because of the missed penalty the year before, I, I, I was just absolutely, I was actually buzzing for him solely yeah. because I was like, he looks absolutely delighted and like so mm. unbelievably relieved that he has scored that and like kind of resurrected uh-huh. his sort of, you know, his Champions League final efforts from the season before. But he just doesn't yeah. seem to be that well. That well liked. Maybe he's a bit. I don't know. He's a bit, bit cocky. Maybe that's just something that we sort of here in England can't really get get round. Possibly, yeah. I think that might be that might be something. I think you, you look at the clubs he's played for. Chelsea often um, get a bit of flack from other fans. Uh, maybe because of I don't know Roman Abramovich or something like that. I mean, even as a Fulham fan, I don't, I don't have anything against Chelsea particularly. Um, but they often do, and then you know Real Madrid, obviously that they they yeah. get a bit of stick from from people, and then Bayern as well, where he was for a long time. So, so yeah, he's playing I, for the I, Empire. Also, as well, each, team, each country, and he really. Yeah, I I also think as well the fact is that he was he was balding from a young age. You know, he doesn't look <laughs> particularly exotic or attractive. I think maybe adds to it as well for some people. I know that's that's a very sort of odd thing to say on one level, but. I, I, I don't know. There might be something in that as well. But also, he's he's tied in with Thomas Muller, who sometimes comes across as a bit dislikable on the pitch, and also Frank Ribery for off-field uh, shenanigans as well and so on. So maybe he's been sort of grouped with a few players there. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, you couldn't begrudge him that nah. that, that winning goal. Well, quite well taken as well, sort of jinked his way in. And Bayern uh, were champions. Um, so they have a chance to... I mean, as I say, we won't talk about PSG because you might be listening to this after the final, but uh, but but yeah, I, I it's a game though that 2013 final I will remember uh, for all the wrong reasons, uh, the tikka masala, <laughs> the chamomile the, uh, tea, I could drink <laughs> <laughs> that freshly squeezed orange juice, um, uh, but didn't get a goodie bag. So oh, what? Yeah, I know, disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful. So yeah, uh, yeah. Can't know everything. I too have suffered, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Ramble on this week. It's been a pleasure, Charlie. Nice one, Neil. We'll see you next week. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.